Hey guys, Stephen here from The Truth About Dyslexia. Just wanted to check in for the new year and give you a little bit of an update about how my break is going. Um, I'll be back next week with all my normal episodes and really diving in. So I just thought I would check in and share a few learnings I've made on my break. So let's dive into today's episode. Okay, so before I jump into this episode, if you are new to the podcast, I'm kind of on a bit of a break, letting my dyslexic mind rest. Uh, If you are new, jump back in time, have a look through the previous podcast. There's heaps of gold in there that'll help you on your journey. If you've just been diagnosed or if you're at the start of kind of your own journey and you want to kind of find out a bit more about what does dyslexia actually mean, you know, going beyond reading, writing and spelling, all of the, the things like trigger words, visualization, you know, how our brains are visual over symbolic, all those cool things. Heaps of great podcasts on that to get you going. For my regular listeners, I just wanted to check in and share a few lessons I've learned on my break. Every year, I'm reminded of very similar things in very different ways. And this year has been no different. You know, I've, you know, this is the time of the year where I kind of let my routines drop and kind of get to look at my life and kind of decide what do I actually want to achieve? What is it going to be like? How is it going to feel? And there's so many, um, so many things that come up in those moments um, that I can watch. And one of the key things I've learned over the years is to start to be more conscious. I find my dyslexic mind can get very much into the detail of a moment where I can feel very trapped without being able to see the big picture. And other times I get trapped in the big picture, not being able to see how do I get there. And it can be a really uh, weird kind of world. And I find, I find on holidays and breaks like this, I can go one of two ways. One, I can go completely blotto and I can completely lose any kind of uh, <laughs> focus or dreams or goals. But usually at this time of the year, I, I start to not hyper-focus, but I start to dive into what what do I want to achieve in the next 12 months. And by doing that, stepping back from my brain and letting it have a bit of a rest, letting it play with those dreams without getting too attached to the outcomes, I usually come up with a pretty good set of goals. And so I thought I'd, I thought I'd share some of those today, just to, and I'll probably go deeper. But in essence, this year for me is going to be about three things. Holidays, houses, and health. So uh, to start with holidays, one of the things I'm terrible at is actually taking a break. When I get when I dive into the year, especially when I'm trying to achieve something, I just go for it. I'll take my time off around this time at Christmas, and I can quite easily go for 10 months of, 10, 11 months of working um, without a, a proper break. I may get the occasional three-day weekend, but I don't take a week off here, a week off there. I'm just not good at it. I just, <laughs> I kind of just want to keep going. I worry about work. And this is probably even bigger for the self-employed business owners around where you kind of, a lot of the, the stress rides on your shoulders, especially if you're in a, a business of one to 10 people, you have a lot of stress on your shoulders. So it's a real challenge I have. So what I've decided this year is I've actually already blocked out two seven-day holidays throughout the year, as well as a bit of a camping trip around my birthday, which is really exciting. That's me taking basically two and a half weeks of planned holiday before we get to the end of the year. So that's absolutely exciting and huge. It's a big step in my mental journey. Some people find that easy. For me, it's not. It's something that I've always kind of put aside. You know, self-care 
can sometimes feel selfish. And I think, you know, I know for myself, I'm always on this journey of improving that, that view in my mind. The second thing is a house. We've been on this journey for a year and a half, two years now. COVID slowed down a bit, but we're building a house at the moment. And touch wood, as I literally touch wood in the lounge, um, is we will actually be into it by, say, June, July this year. Um, it's on three stories are up and it's nearly, it's on its way. So touch wood, everything works out and the world doesn't go completely mad. Uh, we'll be into our home this year and that's really exciting. You know, we bought a brand new house. We're very blessed that we can do that. Um, and it's going to be a house for a good period of time. Um, we wanted to purchase a home that was new so we didn't have to worry about maintenance. I'm not sure about it, all you guys, but the idea of maintenance... You either want something really old that you can make your own or you want something that's brand new that doesn't involve any thinking. <laughs> it <laughs> helps my brain work. It means I can focus on other stuff. So that's that's really exciting. So that's another big part. We're going to be doing some cool stuff with the house. I want to make my office a real zen zone. You know, we're going to make our bedroom a bit like a hotel room. I've always wanted to do that. I don't know why. I like the idea of it, an escape um, and a bunch of other cool stuff. So that's another piece of the goal set for this year. The third thing is my health. And, you know, for anyone with dyslexia, anyone who is, you know, has a neurodiverse mind, health is such a, a battle for many of us. You know, sometimes it's a weight thing. Sometimes it's just a general choice thing. Sometimes you can be really thin and, and making decisions where you go, this is not, you know, why am I doing this? Um, and just this balance with how we play with food, alcohol, substances, whatever it is, all these different things in our lives, we can struggle to balance them very well. And I've definitely struggled over the years. So my big one or my biggest goal is around health this year. You know, I feel last year I did really well at work and I can keep chipping away at that. But the big one for me is there's no point in getting all that right if I can't give myself time to get my health right. So one thing I'm doing this year is I've, I'm going to go sober the whole year, um, which is exciting, and I'm going to and I'm going to really lean into an intuitive eating style. I, I, now, this is the interesting thing around the dyslexic, neurodiverse mind, is we're always looking for shortcuts or smart ways to improve ourselves. Um, we're always looking for what's the hack, what's the tip, what's the strategy we can apply to a specific thing and then create it for ourselves. Like We're always looking for it. You know, how can I improve this? How can I improve this? With stuff like, stuff like this health side of things, over the years, using different diets, different strategies from fasting to, um, you, know, you name it, Atkins diet, I think I've tried every single one over the years. And what all these things do, on top of your childhood kind of um, raising, is they layer all this belie these belief systems on top of each other. And what happens is at my age, you just got this complete mess in your head of contradicting beliefs. And I know that over the years, all I've done is to try and solve it is layer another solution on top and go, oh, what if I tried this diet or this program or this thing? Now, sometimes they helped for a short period, but all that would happen was all these layers would at some point squash in my brain and I'd go backwards. It's just the way it's always happened. So I've got to really shake it up. I've really got to clear out the closet of my brain and how I look at food and my relationship. And the way I'm going to do that is using 
this intuitive eating methodology, which is, again, not a diet. It's literally, in essence, stripping everything back to basics and asking myself, what do I actually feel like? You can have everything, but what do you actually feel like is the, is the essence of it all? And really starting to get in touch with my intuition. You know, being dyslexic, intu- in, having intuition, intuition is, is your best friend. Uh, and when you can start to really connect with that, it's a game changer for me. I, I know that over the years, like in business, my intuitive brain is amazing. My relationship intuition is getting better and better. It's not perfect, but it's getting better. And health is the last massive one for me. The massive one that I haven't really tackled fully. And I'm already starting to see some benefits of it. And one of the key things I've decided in that is stopping drinking. As I said at the beginning, is that I know personally if I... If I keep drinking, I really struggle to feel my intuitive feelings in my body. I just struggle. It's kind of like alcohol overrides a lot of that. It's not a good thing. So I'm really excited to step into that this year. Um, and yeah, that's that's kind of, it's interesting how that's come together over about two months. I've been playing with what are my goals this year and how's house, holidays, health. You know, those are the three that I will remember 2023 for. Um, and it's a, you know, it's a way I, I use to work from. And then I can kind of play with what they mean to me in different ways. But it's, it's exciting to create that kind of focus. Now, with all of these, just be very conscious. You know, I don't actually have a date for when we move into the house. That's fluid. You know, it's the builders. You know, they're going to have a big say in it. I don't have a weight goal for my health. I'm not going to stand on the scales ever again if I don't have to. I'm not setting these very specific things that if I don't reach, I'm good or bad. Like that doesn't actually help any of us in our lives, let's be honest. We're not, you know, you reach something and then you're just like, oh, what's the next thing? What's the next thing? Until you burn out. You know, it's like, for me, it's about how can I have, how can I have directions to move towards? How can I move towards health? And, and what does that mean to me? And, you know, for me, that's a feeling. I'm going to feel lighter. I'm going to feel in control. I'm going to feel at peace with food. I'm not going to look at food like a good or a bad thing. It's just a thing. All of these things are the way I set my directions each year. And it's massively beneficial to my mental health as well as my, you know, my life. And I keep achieving these things. You'll say, like at the end of the year, I go, wow, I never thought that would happen. And it did. (laughs) So it's kind of trying to find that balance of having a clear direction that you're really invested in mentally, but also not putting so much pressure on yourself that you hate the journey because there's no point in it otherwise. So that's really super important. The other thing I thought I'd mention on this podcast, and I will be back next week properly, was I had a great conversation with my wife's father-in-law. He's a CBT practitioner. If you've heard of CBT, it's a kind of a, a, a practice that works on, on the mind and, and kind of removing negative patterns. I presume I'm probably getting that quite wrong, but um, it's a psychological process is what I'll probably <laughs> leave it at there without just over, overthinking that. Um, but what he said really well was around anxiety. And he goes, there's only two, co- there's two major, major causes of anxiety, you know, in someone. Why do you, you know, why do you get anxious? You either well, the first one is you don't know the outcome of something that's going to happen. So you're unsure of an outcome. And two, you care about the outcome. So if you care about the outcome, 
and you don't know what the outcome is, that causes anxiety. If you don't know the outcome of something, but you don't care about it, it doesn't cause anxiety because you don't care. And vice versa, if you know the outcome, um, but don't care, again, there's no anxiety, right? So you've got to, you've got to have two things, two, two factors in your life if you're getting anxious about certain things. One is care, and two is not knowing the actual outcome. And so how you deal with anxiety from a mental standpoint is to, one, one you can, how can you lower your care about the result? How can you lower, you know, for example, if you're going for a, a job interview and you care about it massively, how can you lower the outcome and say, oh, if I don't get this, I can just go and apply for another job. It's just one of a million jobs out there. How can you lower that emotional care? And that's, I think that's really smart, right? It's really wise as how do you lower the outcome there. The second is how can you get a clearer picture of what the outcome is likely to be? You know, what can you do? Can you say, hey, okay, um, say you're going away for a weekend that's really important to you, to a hotel. Maybe you go online and watch a video of what it's going to be like. So you've got a clearer picture of it. We did this recently with a cruise ship we're looking at going on. Instead of just going, oh, we're going to go on it, and then not being sure if it's going to be good or anything, we watched a 25-minute YouTube video on the cruise ship. So we looked at everything, which is really exciting. So it kind of got our brains creating pictures that were much more accurate than, the, than other ones that we would have just made up in our minds and been unsure of when we got there. So that was really important. So I found that a really good piece of advice around how anxiety works. You know, so again, just, just recapping that, you know, you have to care about something and not know the outcome. And how can you tweak one or two of those? That will lower your anxiety. It seems so simple, right? It seems so simple. And I'd never quite thought of it in, in that way. I'll try, and get, I'll try and get him on at some point to do an interview. And we'll talk a bit deeper because he's just full of gold on this type of stuff. So if you do like that, just message me and say, hey, get Dave on, and I'll uh, try and talk him into it. So hopefully you've enjoyed that episode. It's just a quick one. It's probably quite a long one, actually, <laughs> to start the year. If you are new to the podcast, if you enjoy the way I'm thinking, jump back in. There's heaps of good gold floating around. Listen to things once or twice at least to get the best value. So uh, have an epic rest of your day, and I'll be back fully next week.